This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Welcome to the Strictly Anonymous podcast. Conversations with online strangers. We place ads online. Craigslist is definitely the gift that keeps on giving. Real people respond. You go to Singapore or Thailand. You can't not do it. The temptation is just too much. Real problems. Does your friend know that you're banging her? No, he has no idea. And anything goes. Motto of the show, let your Greek flag fly. Probably the only good advice I'll ever give you is to rehide your whips and chains. Here are your hosts, Kathy Kay and Tommy. Hey, welcome to Strictly Anonymous Podcast, and this is Kathy, um, and now I'm doing all my intros after I do the call, so I could just explain everything that goes down on the call, because most of the time I used to do it before, and I wouldn't know anything, and you know, so much interesting stuff would happen, and I wouldn't even like give you the heads up. Someone suggested that to me, and I think it's actually smart, so I, I know everything about this caller that's calling in this week. His name is Alex Smith. So Alex calls in, Alex Smith calls in. Uh, looking for general dating advice. He said, I had no idea what he was going to call in about and what the advice was going to be about. But what it turns out is that he um, dated a woman who he didn't have really good sex with and he cheated on her and he told her. And uh, of course she broke up with him and he hasn't had a relationship since. And I think he, he wonders a lot about, you know, the whole monogamy thing and cheating and, you know, if it's possible to have an open relationship. And that's what we discuss and how that plays out. He's had some booty calls that he discusses. He's been on Craigslist looking for meaningless sex. We talk about that. Um, and that's all the stuff that we get into. So it's a good conversation. It's something that we I've talked about a lot on the podcast, that whole monogamy versus non-monogamy thing. Um, and that's the conversation that goes on or takes place, you know, with Alex on this call. Uh, if you want to follow me on Twitter, follow me at Strict Anonymous or follow me my personal Twitter account at Cartoon Therapy. You can check out my book on my website, Kathy K K A T H I K A Y dot com backslash book. You can check out my whole website. There's really not much on there. There's these fake horoscopes that I wrote, which I think are really fucking funny. So read them if you feel like it, because they're actually good and they're truthful and they're the real deal. Um, not that I live my life by astrology, but I think you could kind of put people into categories based on when they were born. I know it sounds retarded because most people that are listening to me are men and men don't fucking believe in that stuff. But you know what? If you date girls and you're a straight guy, you should know about astrology because most girls, 99% of them are really fucking into it. And if you know some stuff, you might really impress a girl. So read my, <laughs> read my horoscopes. Um, don't read them if you're a Capricorn though, because I say really bad things about Capricorns. <laughs> Because I don't really like them or they don't really like me. Just read it. Anyway, those are on my website too under um, my blog. I never fucking blogged because I hate blogs. They're so irritating. Blah, blah, blah. Like the people and their long-winded stories. Or maybe it's not that I find them not interesting. I'm just intimidated because I can't write like that. I don't know. It's just too long-winded for me. I like reading other people's blogs, but I don't like writing them myself. So when I had to have this stupid section on my website for a blog... I put some really stupid shit and then I stopped it and I did like three postings. <laughs> so that's that. Obviously, I lack follow through on my website, but you could read a chapter of my book there and you could read um, your horoscopes or your girls' horoscopes. I do men and women and they're really funny, but they're true. Okay, I swear to you. Um, if you want to write a review, I feel like people are actually listening to me because I just got a review 
And it was really good. And it's from somebody that says, I have no nickname or something like that is the person's name. <laughs> and they wrote something really nice. I don't have it in front of me, but hold on. He wrote, um, really great. Love this podcast. It's funny and very addictive to listen to. Kathy is a great host. She accepts everyone who calls in for who they are and respects them. She's genuinely, genuinely interested. And so are we. I love that review because it's true. I am genuinely, genuinely interested. And I do accept everyone that calls in. Um, I remember I had this one friend who's super judgmental. He's probably the most judgmental friend that I have. Um, and he said to me once, like, I really envy you, Kathy, because you'll date anyone. <laughs> like, you'll date a guy who used to do heroin. He's like, I wouldn't even, like, talk to somebody like that. And that is the tr <laughs> truth. I actually, I mean, the funny thing is, is I actually prefer people who have um, sort of taken their lives to the edge and sort of come back or people that are flawed or people because I think that they're more real and I actually think that people like that um, are stronger and more interesting uh, I think the more you allow yourself to go through uh, the more you learn and the more interesting a person you are or more complex or more real and because I, I think everyone's kind of fucked I mean my friend who's judgmental is probably the biggest weirdo I know um, but he tries to act like he's so normal, you know, and he wouldn't talk to someone that did heroin, though he has his own fucking issues that a lot of people wouldn't talk to him about if they really knew, but he keeps it so under wraps. So that's why I am actually interested in people that are calling because they're being real and they're being completely honest. And I think the anonymity, you know, how do you say that, <laughs> helps. Um, but that's why I do it because I like for people to be just straight up. I think if everybody was more straight up, people would be less judgmental. People would be more accepting. Um, and people would be happier because being judgmental to people is retarded. So anyway, that's uh, the deal. The guy calling in today, like I said, is kind of G-rated. It's not some sort of dirty thing, but it's really interesting. Um, his name is Alex Smith, and I'll be right back with him. Do you have a story, lifestyle, or situation you can't talk about to anyone, to or do you just want to let your freak flag fly and be on the show? Well, Strictly Anonymous wants to hear from you. Send us an email, strictlyanonymouspodcast at gmail.com with your story and your anonymous name. And remember, everything is Strictly Anonymous. Strictly Anonymous. Hello, is this Alex? Yes, it is. Hello, who am I speaking with? Hey, Alex, this is Kathy. My name's Kathy. I'm the host of this podcast. I used to have a co-host named Tommy. I don't know if you listen to any of my old podcasts, but um, I fired him a while ago, so it's just me on the call. Me and you. Oh, yeah, no problem. No problem. I haven't uh, um, listened to any of your podcasts yet, but uh, it sounds like a really wonderful idea, and I'm definitely going to be checking him out uh, well, later for sure. Yeah, don't be afraid of the titles. I don't know. I mean, because I don't know much about you. All I know is that you sent me an email. I mean, most of the time people are more specific what they're calling in. So I have no idea. I mean, you seem to come across in your emails that like this is just going to be a, just a simple call about relationship advice. Normally, a lot of my stuff is a little bit like more specific and out there, but interesting. Um, but what is your deal? Like what relationship advice are you looking for? Sure, sure. Well, I mean, I... You know, when I initially um, emailed you, I was just I was curious to um, you know see what you were doing, and I always like these types of uh, not not necessarily um, interviews, good certain interview, but the idea of just being very open with uh, relationships and you know sexuality and these kinds of things, especially as 
I feel like in America we have progressed to understanding sexuality that's, you know, much different than, you know, Kinsley's initial, you know, 1950s version of uh, sexuality. And, um, you know, so I just, I like to participate in these kinds of uh, talks and that kind of stuff. Um, so for me in particular, I mean, I don't know, I could go in lots of different uh, avenues, but I think for me in particular, um, I had had a very serious relationship that um, didn't go well uh, at the end. And, uh, you know, one of the things that I was, you know, just wanting to, to talk about and also just hear more about from you and maybe you, you, know, you could direct the conversation as well is just, mm-hmm. um, you know, just advice and, you know, what you've seen uh, either in your own uh, personal situation, but probably more just, you know, with the podcasts that you've seen with, um, you know, uh, heterosexual relationships, like what women are looking for, what, uh, you know, what, um, you know, how I could maintain a, a stable relationship. Because what I'm looking at specifically is that because our society has changed and progressed and there are just so many more options, uh, I've read lots of articles and, you know, from therapists to psychologists to all this kind of stuff that, you know, nowadays when you're in a relationship, the partner takes on so much more responsibility that didn't, you know, that didn't used to be. You know, you had family, you had, you know, not that we don't have family and these other support networks, but the idea is that your partner is supposed to be not only stable, but also spontaneous. You know, yeah, but, you but how secure, did that play out that. in your, but uh, first of all, how long in your last relationship, how long was that relationship? Uh, it was uh, two and a half years. And then how in that relationship, because I like to get really personal with people, right? So we're going to talk about you sure. and your shit and that'll turn into like the bigger topics, which we're always talking about on the show, monogamy versus non-monogamy, open relationships. Uh, you know, the man-woman thing, all that stuff that you just talked about. Like, I'm always sort of analyzing it and wondering what the fuck is the deal because um, things... And, and also, you know, that things are very different now than they were even when I grew up, you know, 20 years ago when I was dating him and when I was younger. Um, but, you know, and you were talking about, like, in the 50s, right, or whatever with... Was it... Uh, what's his name? That that famous sex guy, right, Is who you brought up? Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Kimberly, but yeah, what... Yeah. But, but let's go start though with you and your personal story. Your so that relationship was two and a half years, and I did did that whole thing that you're just talking about right now with like the 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 part your the partner having so much more responsibility was that an issue between you and your girl? Yeah, yeah, it was, and you know, definitely, you know, could get specific about that. And you know, for me, one of the things that we found is that you know we had, you know, we we had a great relationship. We did lots of things together. You know, we had lots of fun. Um, you know, she was a wonderful woman. She is a wonderful woman, but one of the things like all couples, you know, we all have our things and, uh, you know, stuff that doesn't work well, we're all works in progress, so to speak. Uh-huh. Um, totally. you know, one of the things that for us is that, um, you know, the, the sexual connection and the chemistry, um, just wasn't always there. And one of the things that I found out, you know, later on in my relationship with her much later on is that for the first I would say it was at least two months. I think it was up to three months. Um, you know, I didn't make her orgasm. And, you know, that was something that was really hard for me to hear. Like a lot of, you know, men, you know, it's 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 hard to hear that. But I think what was harder was the fact that she didn't feel comfortable 
talking about that with me. And she's just a well, very that's a problem. quiet and private well, person. Right. And that's why she can't have orgasms. I mean, that's an issue that's with, I'm sure no man has been able to give her an orgasm. You know, that's more her own thing, you know, and a lot of women have that thing. Like, honestly, like, yeah. the, you know, and, and, and a lot of women fake it and guys don't even know that their women has that your girl couldn't even fake it. Okay. And the fact that she couldn't even talk about it, she probably didn't like jerk off herself. Like she probably didn't have any clue about herself. So that's like her own sort of a thing. And, um, it's crazy that women are like that to me because they're missing out on such an amazing thing, but that's her own uncomfortableness, like with her within herself. And that's tough, totally going to get it in the way of a relationship. But how does that revert back to what you were talking about with like your family and everyone ha being like sort of not around so that they can't help? Because a sexual problem with a relationship has nothing to do with outside help, right? Or that has nothing to do with what you were talking about before where you were saying that you feel that the partner just has to bring so much more. And when you say partner, do you mean the man to the woman or or vice versa? Um, yeah, I, I just mean um, when you're talking about a partnership that both sides – uh, you know, it's, it's an equal playing field so that, you know, that um, what the man looks for from a woman, you know, she's taking on more responsibilities and the same thing, you know, when the woman is looking to, to the man, they're taking on more responsibilities. But what uh, responsibilities? Like what? Like what, though? Well, yeah, I mean, like... How old are you, know, you first of all? Because I have no... Enough, I don't know anything about you. How old are you? <laughs> I mean, no, sometimes people give me inf more information in their email. Sometimes I don't. I prefer, though, the less I know, the better. You know what I mean? Because I'm just going to ask you a gazillion questions and I'll get to know you. So you're 32. How, yeah. old, how old was your girlfriend? Uh, she was, let's see, she was three years older than I at the time. Uh-huh. So, so, right. And was that your yeah, longest so relationship, the two and a half year relationship? Yeah. Yep. Okay. So what was the, so w besides the sex, so you guys, like, was the sex really great in the beginning or like, no, because you found out very early on that she was not ha having orgasms? Like, she didn't even try and fake it? Well, see, no, I mean, that, that, that's the thing is that, um, you know, we, we definitely had good uh, sexual chemistry and I don't want it to sound like it was bad because that's, I mean, like, if it was completely bad, then we wouldn't have lasted, you know, two and a half years. And, of course, right. there's many other things that go on in a relationship. Right. But, That's yeah, no, it was, it was good. Um, you know, she was, she was never a person to, like, be really vocal to begin with. So she's not that person who gets really into it like that. Um, and, mm -hmm. you know, that's just kind of her, which is totally fine. But I was, I was a little suspicious. But part of my insecurity was that I didn't know how to bring it up, you know, which is kind of dumb because you say, well, why don't you just ask her? Why don't you just talk about it? But, you know, I didn't. And then finally, you know. I didn't say that, did I? No, I'm, I'm saying that for myself. Oh, like, why wouldn't so you just bring it up? It. Right. Well, she probably yeah. made you, like, sometimes you feed off of other people's sort of energy. Sometimes I think people give off sort of like a silent like boundary that they put up with the within themselves and you just kind of know that you can't go certain places with certain people you know what i mean so it <laughs> you know, was so probably a lot more that because you sound like my therapist right now that's yeah exactly right <laughs> yeah i'm like that's my secret other life i want to be a therapist but i don't i want to tell people what to do that's why i can't actually be a therapist i i always say on my podcast i give unprofessional advice but um so, so like so i think you don't you have to like 
realize that it wasn't you were like not being yourself or you're like, why the fuck couldn't I have done that? You were just probably super sensitive and picking up on her boundary or not more more than a boundary. When someone can't communicate, it's not a boundary. It's more a wall. Right. So she put up a, yep. a wall in a certain area and you just knew you can't fucking go there. And I think a lot of times we face this in in relationships with other people, whether they're friends or lovers or whatever. And you sometimes you beat yourself up for like, why can't I be this way with this person? I'm normally that way. But it's like they're giving off a strong signal, like don't fucking dare go down that path. So you just don't, you know what I mean? And you don't know why, but I think it's the energy coming from the other person. Yep. No, it's, it's so true. And it's something that, you know, hindsight's twenty twenty. I didn't realize that at the time, but then, you know, towards the end of our relationship and then when I was, going into therapy and, you know, talking to other people and you start reflecting and thinking about back on things. So, you know, it's exactly what it was. You know, I picked up, you know, I picked up on that energy. And like you said, that boundary, that, that wall that, uh, that she was putting up. Yeah. She wasn't comfortable about talking about it. And she, and because she wasn't comfortable, she didn't want you bringing it up. Think about it. Right. It just kind of makes sense. Hi, I'm Chris Gethard, and I'm very excited to tell you about Beautiful Anonymous, a podcast where I talk to random people on the phone. I tweet out a phone number, thousands of people try to call, you talk to one of them, they stay anonymous, I can't hang up, that's all the rules. I never know what's going to happen. We get serious ones. I've talked with meth dealers on their way to prison. I've talked to people who survived mass shootings. Crazy funny ones. I talked to a guy with a goose laugh, somebody who dresses up as a pirate on the weekends. I never know what's going to happen. It's a great show. Subscribe today, Beautiful Anonymous. Yeah. Why the fuck would she want you to bring it up? You know, it wasn't like, she, you know, it's like if she's uncomfortable to going there, then she's going to let you know in, in, in every way she can, you know, it, since she's not a communicator, you know, she'll let you know in other ways. And people are notorious for that. So you had bad sex. Right. So like the sex. So the sex was a, a, an issue, right? Because there was this huge thing sort of there between you guys where there was like a disconnect, right? Right, right, yeah. I mean, there there definitely was at times, but like I said, you know, there were times where you know it was great and it was amazing, and you know we would have spontaneous sex, and you know sometimes we would, you know, do it in public, uh, you know, not that often, but occasionally do, and you know, there's so there's definitely like where some in fun public? Times. Oh, I mean, like in a bar, like bathroom. Yeah, yeah, bar bathroom. We did that. Um, did it in the grocery store. Where uh, in the grocery? Wait, 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 in the grocery. In my, in oh, Jeep. in the car. Oh, in the car. Car <laughs> yeah, sex is yeah, great, yeah, yeah. even when you're older. What? Car sex is great. Like you forget about car sex. Like I had a lot of car sex when I was really young because it's like the only place you could do it because you don't have your own place, you know. But you forget about that. I mean, I live in New York City, so I don't have a car, so I can't tell you the last time I had car sex. But you forget about like all those fun positions you could get in a car. Like I don't know. I think it's kind of fun. Yeah, yeah, no, it definitely was, you know, it was fun. And it was also, not only was it just kind of that, that raw, fun, very animalistic experience, but it was also intimate, too, because, you know, it was something that I only shared, you know, with my girlfriend. You know, she was the only one that, that I did that with in my car, you know. Mm-hmm. Okay, so you had the sexual sort of thing. Is that what broke you guys up? No, no, I mean, that. You know, there there are other things that I think go into a relationship, um, you know, and there's there are difficulties that every relationship have, of course. But uh, you know, for us in particular, what kind of uh, broke the you know the, the the last straw on the camel's back, so to speak, was more to do with on my end because I cheated on her. 
Right. Well, that, that was going to be one of my one of my questions was going to be like, listen, I put my ads on Craigslist in the casual encounter section, you know, and you no one's yeah. looking on there for relationships. So I always, you know, anyone that's calling me is like on there looking to get, you know, to looking for a hooker or looking for some, you know, whatever, that kind of a thing. So I was going to say to you, like, what were, what do you go to Craigslist for? Like, is it just something yeah. like jerk off material or do you actually meet people on Craigslist and have sort of, you know, have, do you get hookers, escorts, or you just try and see if you get to screw a random stranger? Yeah. I mean, to be completely honest, I mean, I all don't of the above. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, I haven't, no, I haven't done the, the hooker or anything like okay. that, but, uh, you know, I, I had, uh, you know, a couple of uh, online profiles and stuff like that. And, uh, so you know, I don't go on to Craigslist that often, but, you know, one of the things that I, I do like to look at for two reasons. So, one, you know, it's kind of a fantasy. You kind of mm-hmm. look at stuff and you're kind of like, oh, I wonder what, you know, this person is like, you know, blah, blah. Um, but then, yeah, the idea is it's it's exciting to potentially meet someone uh, that you know nothing about and it could just be for fun and, you know, let's, you know, see what happens. And, uh, you know, so I started doing that after you know, after my relationship ended and, you know, kind of going out there. And to be completely honest, though, I mean, one of the things that Craig, it really is bombarded with either scams or hookers. I feel like that's the majority of it. To or men, with, but, yeah, or men posing as women. That's men. what I yeah, get, unfortunately. Like, oh, send a picture of my penis or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's right. what all <laughs> these poor guys tell me is that, you know, it's either you could get, you know, an escort and pay some money. And a lot of times you'll get ones that look like their pictures. Like I've heard that, you know. Um, or you're getting, um, you know, a dude. So yeah, you have, but when you say you've had a bunch of online profiles, do you mean on places like Craigslist, adult friend finders, like stuff like that kind of, um, online profiles or profiles on like match.com and shit like that? Yeah. Yeah. Like match, plenty of fish, uh, you know, that kind of stuff. So have you ever met anybody from Craigslist? Uh, yeah, I've met uh, two people, um, there's a third I can't remember but yeah I think there was at least two and what happened like did you bang just bang them like did it were they what you expected like what was the deal yeah I mean it was uh 50% I, I should say like one time we did hook up <laughs> and one time that uh you know it was just you know we went out met, a, met for a drink and didn't really go anywhere and you know that was it right and but one time and and these girl, women that you met were did they look like their pictures when you met them um, yeah, they weren't, I mean, they were definitely, I don't know how, how to put doctored up a little bit. Mm-hmm. They didn't look exactly like, uh, you know, their picture, but yeah, it was, it was definitely fairly close. I wasn't completely shocked or anything. Right. right. And the one that you did get it on with, was that just a one-time thing or did you keep her like as a booty yeah. call on the side? No, no. It was just a one-time thing. How come? Like, was it not good or did you guys just set it up that way? Um... I don't know. I mean, I, it didn't, I don't know. I, it just didn't go because, I don't know, it was fun, but I think at least on my end and I think her end too, we were, we were both a little bit nervous about the situation. You know, you mm-hmm. think about safety and health and all that kind of stuff. And so I think that's probably a good thing that neither one of us felt super comfortable because then we were like, well, how often do you do this kind Right, of thing? yeah, exactly. Um, but I think that's really why we were like, well, it was fun. But that's it. You know, it was just that one time. Right. So how, who did you cheat on your girlfriend with? And how did she find out? Yeah, well, she told that because I told her. Um, you what? You know, I, wait, wait, wait. Uh, what yeah. did you say? You told her? I told her. 
Oh, uh, yeah. we're going to talk about that psychotic, like that psychological. <laughs> I was a psychotic and psychological mind fuck right there because I have a whole thing about people that actually tell people. But wait a second. Who did you cheat on her with? First of all, was it your first time cheating on her in two and a half years? Or did you cheat on her uh, the whole time? No, no. Yeah, it was just, um, yeah, it was just that one time. Um, and how, what and, happened? Uh, it, like, how did the cheating just, come about? It was through a friend from work. Um, you know, went out to a party and, you know, drinking, you know, alcohol always, <laughs> I feel like has something to do with things. 100%. And, uh, you know, yeah. One thing led to another and, uh, you know, I, you know, it, it's part of that. Oh, well it was, you know, you're not supposed to do it and it's bad, but that makes it exciting. Oh, cheating yada, yada, yada. sex is always like the best kind of sex. It's so sad that it gives you some sort of like feeling that you can't get in any other situation. It's really, really terrible that it's set up that way. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, and you weren't having good sex with your girl, right, at this point? This was at the after right. two and a half years, right? So you screw this girl right. in a drunken thing. Is it a girl that you work with? What that knows, well, it was a friend from work. And then the that was, per right, work. right. Okay, so right. you, did you go all the way? Did you screw her? Like, did you do everything with her? Yeah. Did, okay, and then did you go home that night? Or do you guys live together, you and your girlfriend? Did you guys live together? No, no, we, we didn't live together um, at the time. Um, and So uh, she would have so had yeah. no idea of knowing, right? Yeah. I mean, right. So much. you wake up the next day and you feel so guilty that you feel like you have to tell her? I mean, it, took, it that was the other thing is that I didn't tell her right away, you know, and then it was like other things were going on and then you know, finally admitted it to her. And, oh, no. You know. OK, right. But yeah. what do you mean finally admitted to her? Or did you like like how long did before after the time that you screwed the other girl and the time that you told her how much how long of that time in between was? Oh, man, it was it was at least a month. Um, I was. Maybe right. five or six weeks. Right. Like that. See, that's why I think that there's always something else behind that telling the person that you cheated than really just being straight up. Do you know what I mean? Because why wait a month? Like, I feel like you either tell immediately if you like, I don't know, or like once you decide I'm not going to say anything, like take it to your grave. It's, it wouldn't have been that big of a deal if you never did it again. Like you could have gotten over that shit yourself within yourself because that's like your job. But sometimes I think people get so freaked out by how they feel, they can't handle it, that they dump it onto the other person. And in a weird way, it's kind of selfish, right? Yeah. Because you're yeah, like, yeah. oh, you want that person to make you feel better about yourself because you feel horrible. And like, you know, if you really love that girl, if you wound up married to her for 20 years, do you think at the end of the day, if you never told her you fucked one girl in that time, that it would be any big deal? I don't think so. I think it would have been better not no, to tell I, her. No, I don't. I totally agree with you. I totally agree with you. Right, and did you throw it in her face like in a fight or something? No. Like, how did it come up a month later? No, 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 definitely not. Um, no, I just I brought it up to her. You know, I called her on the phone. I, but was, what were you feeling before? Like, why did you pick up that phone? Like, what happened that day that you decided I'm going to call her up and tell her? Like, what was going on in your Well, home? exactly, you know, exactly kind of what you were saying is that, you know, one thing that I've learned is that, you know, in a relationship, you know, there's kind of a give and take. You don't necessarily have to tell your partner every little detail and every little thing that's going on in your life. And I agree with you. And if it was just like a, 
a one-time thing and, you know, whatever, and move on, and, you know, I love her, and we could move on a relationship. You know, I don't know. Maybe I wouldn't have said anything, but because there were other things going on in the relationship that were not going well, right? and they've been having some difficulties and, you know, things going on, blah, 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 you know, it's like... You were on you know, your way out. Maybe you were sabotaging. Just, I mean, I don't know. One of the things my therapist said, I don't think so. I think it was just kind of like I had not dealt with other things that were not going well in our relationship. And so this was kind of like the catalyst of like, wow, now we need to talk about other stuff. But, you know, as soon as I brought up these other things, then it gets, you know, eclipsed by this one thing. Oh, yeah. I mean, come on. on. Yeah. Anybody's going to say that. Nothing else could be talked about. Anybody in like any kind of communication master would be like, if you want to communicate better with your spouse, don't start off the communication conversation with, oh, by the way, babe, I cheated on you. Now let's talk about our other relationship problems. Like that's like the antithesis of like how you would communicate with someone about the miscommunication in your relationship. So, yeah, and sabotage, let me tell you about sabotage. I used to be a professional sabotager. I don't sabotage anymore. I haven't drank for 11 years, so alcohol doesn't get the best of me anymore. But let me tell you that sabotage, and alcohol helps you sabotage, you know, and maybe that's like you did that, even just screwing that girl right there was like you were just taking down that relationship because like you just saw the end coming. So you're just like, let's bring it on, you know, and you just go out that way. A lot of times when you're sabotaging, you don't know that you're sabotaging. So, you know, you might, you say that you don't think it was, but it still could have been. Most of the time when you're sabotaging, you don't, you don't really know that you are. It takes a while after you're out of it to really look back and be like, oh, yeah, I fucking sabotage that. I was a professional sabotager. I know what it, it's like. Um, but, like, really, yeah. how long have you been out of that relationship? Uh, it's been two years now. Two years. Do you really think, like, I mean, do you feel like she's the one that got away, or do you feel like you now that you're out of it for so long that you could look back and be like, oh, that needed to end anyway? Um, I feel like she was the one that got away, yeah. Really? Then yeah. you shouldn't have yeah, opened yeah. your mouth. You were so dumb. I think there's level, different levels of cheating, right? And there's different kinds of cheaters. You know, you have your Tiger Wood cheaters. And if you listen to someone to my podcast, okay, I have a lot of those kind of guys that call in, okay? And, and I've dated some of those kind of guys. And they're the ones that, they're not just cheating. They are like having full-fledged relationships. They need a million girls to like them. And they're fucking all of them. You know, they're like so hardcore. That kind of cheater is the worst. And then you have guys that never cheat. And that's a very small part of the population but they exist and then you have like your next level of cheater that you know maybe in the his 30 years of marriage he goes on two business trips and he fucks a hooker or he winds up like you and screws someone drunk and then he feels terrible about it and then he doesn't do it again like that's like the that's not so bad and that's not even just is it cheating you know I don't know like I don't think that that's that bad and I think that kind of person if you ke- ke- keep it to yourself do I feel bad for your girl that she's with you but as no. a woman let me ask you as yeah. a woman I mean let's say you know you're married to someone for 30 years and Maybe you don't know for sure, but you would be okay with, you know, your man, you know, once or twice or, you know, a long relationship doing something like that. Yeah. You know, we talk about this in my podcast a lot. I talk about this a lot because I know, you know, I have equal friends, women and equal friends, male friends, you know, like I I, and I've had a lot of guy friends in my life and I've dated a lot of guys and had a lot of relationships with guys and I have a lot of girlfriends. And I have to say, through knowing men, I know for a fact 
that there are men that are totally monogamous. And a lot of men will be like, that doesn't fucking exist. But no, they do exist because I've had really great friends that are totally monogamous mm-hmm. and that's the way mm-hmm. that they are. Right. So I know that it exists, but it's very small and it's very rare. And I know most men will cheat and they fall in the middle. And then I've known the really bad cheaters. You know what I mean? The ones that are like, right, forget right, about right, it. Right, you know, right. they you wouldn't fix them up with your worst enemy. But I've dated some of them and I'm like, how the hell did I get involved in this? You know, and it's just like, um, and so I always, though, even when I was little, I was always like obsessed with swinging and swingers. And I was always like, oh, I hope to be like one day to be this person that's sort of evolved enough not to feel like I need to own someone sexually. Have I been able to master an open relationship? No fucking way. Have I had them? Yes. They always turn out bad. I've had booty calls, long-term booty calls where I don't care. I believe in meaningless sex. Like we can screw people we're not in love with and have a great time. But when you really care about somebody, you know, it, it creates a whole different thing sexually and stuff. And I'm just not at that place. But I do believe, this is what I believe. And there was this great documentary on swingers once that I watched and I've talked about it before my podcast and they 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 took this journey with these a bunch of couples over a whole year of them swinging and you know in the beginning uh, it was the ones at the end that didn't make it were the ones that were dating for the least amount of time you know but the double did they said that the double digit this is what they came up with the conclusion was like people that were with each other over 10 years and double digit years were the people and they started swinging after they were with each other that long they were the ones that did it and they were cool with it because I do believe that if you're in an amazing relationship and I've never gotten to this point in a relationship but I want to one day where you like unconditionally love each other and you've been together for so long that you're just great friends you know that you're gonna fucking die together because you're you're that's you know what I mean that's where you're at do you really care if you if you sleep with other people probably not and I think some people are at that point in their life because at that point you have that security and that trust and everything that you have I think what jealousy and all that shit is about in the beginning of relationships all those beginning years is about a fear of abandonment you know distrust and you know worrying that you're not going to still be with that person all that stuff but I think if when you're with someone for a really long time and you and you all that stuff goes away what does it matter if sex is just sex, we all know that we could screw people and it means nothing. It's very hard for women yeah. to understand that because we're not wired like men. Do you understand? Well, that's what I was just going to ask. I mean, yeah. I, that's kind of you know what I was alluding to, and it's just it's so wonderful to to hear you say this. I feel like you actually give me some faith in you know maybe having a relationship again. Is that you know, like you said, you know, there are some inherent differences, some innate differences between men and women. Yeah. You know, is it possible for me to you know, meet, uh, you know, a woman like you who is, who is understanding, open, you know, the differences between men and women and, and saying, you know, like, yeah, I'd be okay, but not to let a man just like run free and just like, you know, fuck around all the time. But I mean, I just feel like women won't really accept that as one of my hesitations to really being completely honest about who I am as a person. Right. But you can't go into it. Like, it's like, you know, I went on a date with a guy recently who had this really crazy scenario going on um and he basically without getting too specific about his story he was like he had two women in his life that he was sort of in relationships he was screwing one or this one was like this way he was obviously commitment phobe because each girl that was in his life wasn't sort of right for him in a certain way and he just wanted to add me into the mix and he didn't believe in like you know serious relationships either he was very into open relationships but more so in a dysfunctional way where he just wanted to go into it being uh, that way i would never go into a relationship 
in the beginning being totally open. I think you could work towards that if you're with someone really cool uh, and you communicate. Do you understand? I think, yep. like I said, you have to be with somebody for a really long time. I once had a boyfriend and he was going to Brazil for carnival and we all know what goes on in Brazil for carnival. You know what I mean? <laughs> just sex and cocaine. Those people just like to dance and fucking do coke, you know? So I'm like, this guy is totally going to cheat on me. And I remember going up to one of his friends. I was like, listen, I really like this guy, you know, cause it was very early on in our relationship. I said, please do me a favor. And no matter what he does, make sure when he comes back, he lies and he lies good because I don't want to know because I don't want to have to stop liking him. Do you know what I mean? And I think if you really respect a woman, what I would hope for my man, if he comes into my relationship for the time that we're being monogamous, if you're not being fucking monogamous, do everything you can to respect me, to never let me know who that, who then who cares. But what I find with a lot of guys that are full fledged cheaters is uh, they're sloppy. They let you know. You know what I mean? And as a woman, we have this kind of intuition where we see lots of things. At least I have it hardcore. I'm very sensitive and I'm super smart. So I know everything. So, you know, it's it's hard to sort of get away with it. I believe if a guy, if you're going to screw someone, screw a hooker that you're never going to talk about. If it's just about sex, just go and do your business and it's that kind of a generic booty call, like, you know, service call, like I would call it. That's fine. But a lot of time the cheating goes beyond that. And that's a scary thing in the beginning of relationships when you leave it open. But I'm going to tell you, a lot of the younger generation, people are very different. Things are very different. Um, I think younger people are having more sort of untraditional relationships. And I think it's great. I think they're more open to things like that. Like for sure. And the fact that you're in your early thirties means that you could tap into that generation. Do you understand? They're more open-minded. The girls are more open sexually. When I was growing up, like, you know, the reason why people had relationships and I think the reason why men dated so much is because it was the only way they could get laid because like 90% (laughs) of the women wouldn't screw anyone and 10% were sluts. Yeah. 10% were sluts. I was a slutty girl, but I was like a 10% girl. Like no girls were giving it out unless they were in relationships. And then, so guys had to be in relationships because it was the only way they'd get constant ass. Now, girls will screw anybody. Like, every girl's slutty. I think you find, like, 10, it's, like, opposite to me. Like, 90% of the girls are, like, they'll screw anyone. They'll do things that are more open sexually. They don't have to be in a relationship to have, you know, to have fun. It's not like the olden days. And 10% of the girls might hold out, but it's a very rare breed, right? So why do guys need to be in relationships? One friend of mine who waited until she was married to have sex. Oh, I was talking about they were not waiting till married. I mean, that forget about that. I'm talking about like girls used to, in when I was growing up would wait until they were in a relationship. You know, they had to be uh, dating uh-huh. a guy. He had to be uh-huh, in love uh-huh. with them. You know, it was they had to have that commitment. Now girls give it up, you know, after you know them one night. And I think so. I think a lot of re- like guys don't have to date, don't date now. And it's very hard to get a guy to actually stay committed. And um, because why would you need to? You could get laid every single night. I don't know where you live, but if you want to live in New, if you want to get laid every single night with a different girl, you could live in New York, and it could happen. And they're all beautiful. So it's just the, <laughs> well, I mean, I, <laughs> this is the way that it is. That. I mean, because I yeah, I mean, I live here in the city. I live in the Bronx, and uh, I don't know. I mean, like I've just really been out and I've been with friends and stuff, and it's still you know even though you, I totally agree with you, there's a lot of beautiful women out here. You know, it's still. It's still hard sometimes. I mean, I'm a good-looking guy. Yeah, I was gonna. I'm, I need I'm to ask you your scale, one to ten. What are you? Uh, well, it depends. Uh, who are we comparing? Are we putting like you know, 
celebrities in on the scale or just feel like regular guys? No, <laughs> well, well, you consider yourself one to ten. Brad Pitt's not on seven. that list on the scale. Seven? seven? Most people say yep. they're seven. I just had one crazy guy who said he was a 12. <laughs> Most people call and say they're like sevens. And I have one guy who was, he's, he was so nuts. He was like, I'm a 12. I was like, oh, my God. This is why I know he's certifiable. But, okay, so you're a seven, and you don't get, you don't, you don't have that thing where you get, like, all those girls at, for, like, what I was just saying? I mean, like, I definitely, I definitely do, but I think, you know, one of the things, I don't, maybe it's just since the end of my relationship, but there is this uh, one woman that I was seeing, and, you know, then I broke that off, and then I've got this other girl that I'm seeing right now, and they're, they're great girls, but now I feel like I want, I don't know, I, I want something better like i'm trying to get back to you know where my relationship was with my last girlfriend I mean, she was she was you know she was model quality and she was beautiful and so now i'm I, one of the things that i'm having a hard time with especially here in new york city because there are so many beautiful women is being too focused on the you know the physical element of you know what right. a woman looks like and not looking at the big picture mm-hmm. and your girl had it all like she was beautiful on the outside beautiful on the inside you were yeah. compatible yeah. with her on yeah. multi-levels yeah listen if it was so easy to find like that person that you actually date like that's you know it would ne- that's why it's special and that's why you wind up saying hey i'm gonna park it here right every now and then it doesn't happen all yeah. the time that kind of connection where you connect on all, like all the stars have to align it's kind of difficult right i mean some people definitely have patterns in their life but i have friends that could go from one long-term relationship they're single for two months and then they meet that next person you know and it's just to me it's like uh you know, everyone has different patterns. You know, I don't know what your pattern is, but you're, you know, you were on two and a half years. You've been off for two years and you're looking for a relationship right now, right? Oh, I don't know. I mean, like, honestly, there was this, uh, a friend of mine that we, you know, we kind of, I don't know, we, we kind of dated, but we both said like, no, we're just going to be friends. And we started the whole friends with benefits thing, which was good. But then she left, uh, she moved outside of New York, and one of the things that we were just talking about, you know, as she's leaving, I'm asking her, like, you know, so what are you missing, you know, what are you going to miss about New York, and yada, 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 and um, we were just talking, and then it finally just, I don't know, it came out, things that we hadn't talked about because we were just, you know, quote-unquote friends, that she said, I feel like sex ruined our friendship, and I mean, that, that really? hurt me deep because, yeah, I mean, How that's come? what she said, because we we it was a really solid friendship and inevitably you know i think that emotions come into play and uh, what she was speaking to was that you know when you're doing something casual it's sometimes hard for certain people at some point you know those feelings come out and uh she was just basically i i gathered we didn't get you know into a full flight admitting that she started to like you she admitted that yeah right yeah, 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 I, mean, I, I have like rules for I mean, booty calls. Street, but, you, know, yeah. you started to like her too? Yeah, yeah. No, well, where'd totally she move did, to? Well, she left. Uh, she went down south, so it's not like oh. she's here anymore. <laughs> I mean, would you have dated her if if it would have like progressed? What's that? Would you have dated her if it would have progressed? Did you start feeling feelings for her too? Like, do you do you feel like you might you guys would have maybe wound up in a relationship? Maybe, but I think I was still just hesitant from my last relationship and whether or not I I wanted to to get into um, to another relationship. Right. I'm still hesitant, you know. 
Right. That's where you're at right now. But she was starting to like you is what she said. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, there's a there's a method to booty like there's a the only way to me it's like I've tried to do it a a couple times I mean I've tried to do it a lot of times and it didn't work and I've done it sometimes and it was like and I was very successful and it's because you know it has to be as to me a booty call has to be a certain way it should always be for the woman because it's harder for the woman it should always be with somebody that you've gone down the emotional road with already you know, where mm. been there, done that, fell for them, had the whole thing and then got over them and you know you'll never go back, you know. And then when yeah. you're done, whenever I loop out of guys, to me, I'm always like, oh, I could go back to that person and be like now I could have just, just have sex with them, you know, because I'll never like them again emotionally. But if like I was physical with them, it could work. And, you know, that's the only way it can never be with somebody that you never had that you're great friends with because then it's going to progress. There is that weird thing, unfortunately, for women. We have some sort of chemical that's released, by the way. It's like in nature. And I'm sure you've read about this. That yep. bonds us to men when you have more orgasms with them, you know, it's and it sucks. But if you've already but I feel like if you've already been bonded to that person and you unbond, I personally could never be rebonded. So, you know, I could just go back after that. And that's a good booty call to have. But uh, they could a lot of times, though, booty calls could get messy because of that reason, for sure. Yeah, exactly. Well, one of the things that she was saying, one of the things that I was talking to a guy friend about is that. You know, especially with women, you know, there has to be that you can't even bond, you know, like if you get to that point where the woman's kind of having any type of feelings, you have to cut it off. <laughs> right. Because a lot of women, it's like once it starts and you can't go back or like you said, what you're saying is like you complete that cycle and then you're like, okay, I bonded with him, but I know that this isn't going to be long term. So now I can separate. Totally. I had a guy recently I was dating for a while and it was like a very convoluted, crazy. I don't even know if he would call it dating, but we had a whole thing for two years, a very complicated thing. And the sex between us was insane, massive chemistry. And I had to start controlling it because I didn't want to be so whipped to him because it was a very dysfunctional sort of situation that we had. And so I kept myself at bay and I kept that I I wouldn't even towards the end I was a full-fledged weirdo when it came to sex because it was like I wouldn't even let him give me an orgasm because I was like it was the only way to control my sort of closeness with him and that's why I finally had to end it and I I always felt like oh I can't wait till this ends because I know that when I loop out of him I could go back and be like hey you want to bang because we were like great friends before we were he's like my best friend and um And once I did, at least for me, because I once I'm done with somebody, I'm done. And I know I'm done with them because I could see them make out with another girl and I don't feel one feeling because I fully I fully go through things with it. You know, what I mean, I'm friends with my ex-boyfriends. I'm friends with their wives, their kids, all that shit. Like once I'm over someone, I really am over them and I'm fine. So I know that I oh, I could go back to that guy and I could screw him now. And recently I tried to do that and he was like weirded out. I don't know. It was like a weird thing. And I was like, you know, it's weird because you think as a man it's hard to get a booty called for nothing it's annoying for women too there's always a fucking problem it's very hard to find just free sex that's fine and good in the ways that you want it you know yeah yeah no i totally hear you i totally hear you you know you deal with this bullshit on a woman's end too but i think yeah you have to screw like your ex-girlfriends those are the people to actually have booty calls with any other girl you're going to screw this because she's just going to say she's just your friend she's going to eventually wind up liking you yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I hear you. I hear you. Um, well, thank you. I mean, this is honestly—I I wasn't sure exactly what to expect, but uh, 
this has been a really, for me at least, a productive call. I, I, I really enjoyed talking to you. I mean, this cool. Is great. I, don't, I, mean, I know you didn't think I could speak stuff. English. I think you emailed me something like, do you speak? <laughs> I don't say this in my college, but like you had emailed me once. You're like, do you speak proper? Like, what? where are you from? You don't speak proper English because my iPhone is so fucked up with the autocorrect. <laughs> I was just sending you nonsense or something, right? Like you probably thought I couldn't even speak English. Well, yeah, exactly. I mean, because you you're, you typed out very well, but then you just you didn't. And then, I don't know, I just, I've had a couple of situations, like we were talking about earlier, like, right, yeah. just full of hookers and scammers, and I'm thinking, oh, great, this is not even a real person, this is just someone from <laughs> um, weirdo. Uh, the Philippines yeah. or something. Yeah, yeah, I go, oh, great, ask you for my credit card number or something. Totally, getting your number, and I'm going to spam you like crazy, totally. Right. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So I don't know if I so, helped you with anything, like, you just wanted to chat about this stuff, right? I yeah, mean, you're no, at a place is, in your life where you don't, you're still don't know what you want to do, right? You're not like, yeah, I'm open. I mean, I'm right. open to meeting people. Um, I'm, I'm much more comfortable in uh, myself and, you know, discussing with women about, you know, what I want, but also asking them about what they want, you know, not being afraid to ask or, you know, get hurt or anything like that. And you know, honestly, it was just, it was so refreshing to talk to someone like you who just, I feel like you really get me. I just, I just felt a connection, and just even though we, you know, I've never met or anything, but just the idea that, you know, you just we we have similar ideas about relationships, and mm-hmm. you know, the fact that I could have um, a relationship with someone and be open, like you said, and you know, it, you know, there might be something out there for me. Yeah, and I think that you know you're a smart, well-spoken guy, and you do like to communicate. You wouldn't you called my show just to sort of chat and analyze things. Like you, you're the type of guy that a lot of like you're the type of person in a relationship would be great in a relationship because a real relationship, a good relationship, requires exactly what you enjoy doing, which is like talking about these things and right. And that's great. So when mm-hmm. you do meet yep. the right girl, as long as you don't go into it like a fucking weirdo saying, "Hey, can we screw other people one day?" Like I would never say that. You know what I mean? <laughs> start off glad to hear you say that's good to know (laughs) yes start off in that way but if you have somebody you know you could who's open-minded and you know and sort of on your same page you'll probably meet that person that's open to it like you down the line do you know what i mean that comes down the line you got to do the normal thing that you know in the beginning but you've got to be open to it and you'll know that girl go younger yeah. yeah, yeah. No, that last piece of advice is, is super helpful to me because, you know, as I've met women and, you know, again, I pick up on, you know, someone's open or willing to communicate and I'll just, you know, I'll, I'll kind of, oh, yeah, well, what do you think about this one? And that's good, but you know, it's everything. There's a double-edged sword because one of the things that I've heard, not only from my ex, but from other people, is that, like, Alex, sometimes you just you analyze too much or you talk too much about certain things. Like, just, just step back and just enjoy the moment and like kind of like what you were saying is that just enjoy the progress of the relationship before you think you know 10 steps down you know forward and say oh well what do you think about an open relationship like establish the relationship first enjoy each other's company and then you know subtly and you know carefully bring it up later if that's something that you both want 
Yeah, exactly. And most likely when you listen, I'm an analyzer too. And I'm like you. And when somebody tells me, oh, don't do this or don't like analyze. I'm like, what you're trying to say really is like, I should just die and come back as a different person. Cause like, I'm sorry, like I'm just the fucking analyzer. So I'm going to do that. Do you know what I mean? Like you're going to, mm-hmm. you're yep. going to have that part of you. So forget about changing that. But most likely the next time that you're really ready and you meet a girl that just knocks your socks off and you're totally into that, you'll probably forget about the open relationship thing. You'll forget about all that shit do you know what I mean and you'll just be so focused on that relationship happening that that stuff won't come out anyway do you know what I mean you just haven't met that right person and you're not totally ready yet because that's stuff you won't yeah. think about and you won't be, you'll just be analyzing you know when's she gonna call me and like how's it going and whatever you know what I mean you're not gonna be worried about that but if she's cool and then as you progress and you get more comfortable in the relationship then you could have those conversations like what do you believe in you know you explain yourself that you're a monogamous guy and it's easy for you to be monogamous but you just wonder like is it realistic like you know 10 20 years down the line like that kind of a thing Right, right, right. Exactly. Right, because means, you were I, you were faithful for two and a half years, and you cheated once, and you felt really terrible about it. So that means you're on that you're on that good part of the spectrum of cheaters. You know what I mean? You're like you're like the the good guy that like you know is pretty monogamous and capable of it for a long period yeah. of time, and that's important. So you don't want to let some girl think that you're some guy that just you know can't fuck other women. You know, because there's like, and those two guys are like, to me, I'm always like, oh, those guys are closer to the apes. You know what I mean? Like less evolved. (laughs) You know what I mean? And some guys are more evolved. They're farther away from the ape. You know, you want to make a woman think you're farther away from the ape. (laughs) (laughs) I like that. I like that. Should I put that in my, uh, yes, say I'm pretty, I'm I'm much farther away from the ape than most men. (laughs) Well, I have less hair, too, so that helps. Yeah, maybe that's why you're not so hairy, okay? So, yeah, just so you and I could tell that you're that kind of guy, so make sure that you lead with that, and then eventually, you know, you could bring up that other stuff and talk about it. Yeah, yeah, exactly, but it's just, I think that's the other thing. It, 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 it's refreshing to hear you say it uh, and to be okay with it myself, to be like, you know what, I can, I can still be a good guy, I can still be, you know, a good boyfriend, have a good relationship and, you know, just be okay with the fact that, you know, maybe every, you know, several years or few years, you know, something happens, but I'm open about it. I'm honest. I'm not. Because I think one of the things that I learned is that by trying to suppress that, you know, side of me that, mm-hmm. you know, it, it bottles up and then I do something that is not, you know, that, that is hurtful, you know? Totally, totally. And then you feel like a terrible person when it's just in your DNA as a man. I mean, you're, you're still a man. So I don't care how far away you are from the ape. It's not totally natural be to, to be totally monogamous. And I think it's very unrealistic to think that people are going to shack up with one person for 30 years. You know what I mean? And just that's it. And, you know, it's like, come on. Um, and, but I think the way the, like the men that really love women and respect women and they, they, they really just want a little extra pussy on the side. Like you do it in a way that nobody will ever find out. You're not sloppy about it. Maybe you do it with a hooker in another, you know, country, like whatever, but like, and that's the way you do it. You know, it's yeah, uh, exactly. It's, well, that's the thing is that I never, I mean, never has even crossed my mind to not be faithful uh, emotionally. Like it's right. always just been a very physical thing. Right. And so that's, that's what the woman is really looking for. I think that a lot of men that cheat and a lot of men that I know that cheat, they think that they're just being men and they're just non-monogamous creatures. And really what they are, no, they're like, to me, I'm always like, Oh, if you were a girl, you'd be like 
a stripper. Like you'd be like a needy, slutty girl, you know, like the girl that's fucking people because they need people to like them. Like that's a lot of guys do that too. You know, they're outscrewing a million women, but it's really they, and they're texting them all the time and they're making them fall in love with them because they, they're 100% right. It's not about sex. It's not about sex. It's about them getting millions of girls to like them because like, you know, they have a vapid hole inside of themselves. So that's, that's the worst kind of person you want to shape. But if it's just about sex and it is, and I believe that men have that, what's the big deal? But you do it and you never let your girl know if she's not into it and you do it once in a blue moon and not with it. And it does, it's not, it doesn't make you a bad person. And it doesn't mean you don't love your wife. It doesn't mean you're, you know what I mean? It doesn't mean any of those things. Listen right, to, right. if you really want to listen to the great shit, it's like that Dan Savage guy, you know, he used to write in the Village Voice. He's got a great podcast. He calls it monogamish. He's gay. He, you okay. know, the gay culture uh-huh. is very into open relationships. Oh, yeah, he's a columnist. I've, I've heard him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, but he, his podcast talks about, he talks about this kind of stuff all the time and he's in a very long-term relationship. He talks about open relationships and having that thing constantly and he's so he's so great and so you need to listen to a lot of his stuff because he talks about it really really well yeah no i'll definitely he's got uh, a podcast called savage love he's like all that i wish i could be he's like really amazing so yeah listen to him but yeah you'll be fine you'll find your relationship and if you cheat every two years even if your girl's not into it just don't let her know and you'll be fine and don't feel guilty and don't ever tell her don't ever yeah okay no no i appreciate it I feel like I need you, though, <laughs> down the road to talk to potential women that I'm going to date. Yeah, 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 please. No, I have repeat callers. I love repeat callers. If in two months from now you meet the girl of your dreams and you're like, you know, please call back. Like, I love to see people, like, down the line, like, hear, hear from people down the line. We have people like that all the time on my call. So, you know, if anything happens with you or you meet some great girl or something happens, whatever, call back. Email me and we'll have you yeah. back on the show. Thank you. I definitely appreciate it. It was a pleasure speaking with you. All right. Good luck, Alex. All right. Thank you. Bye.